Hey everybody, welcome to the Flow State Visuals Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Keeney. This week on the podcast, I sit down with my longtime friend, David Snow, or as I know him as, Beard. Beard is a hobbyist photographer out of Northern Kentucky. You can follow his work on Instagram at Beardamus Maximus. That's at B-E-A-R-D-A-M-U-S underscore M-A-X-I-M-U-S. Uh, we have a great conversation about how he got started and much, much more. I'm just going to shut up now and let's get into it. David Snow, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, doing this again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is take this is gonna, two. <laughs> this is going to be a running theme in my podcast. The first time if I interview you, I'm probably going to screw it up. So, uh, no, we uh, kind of had recorded before and done kind of an experimental podcast with uh, with the, well, it, <laughs> that sounds bad. It was a podcast. <laughs> it, was, it was it was this exact same format, but <laughs> we were we were writing in my. We were riding a car back from a shoot, and uh, yeah. Yeah, the old uh, the old Toyota isn't too quiet. So yeah, it, I almost caught, watched somebody get hit in the middle of the road too. Oh like, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> like so we we pulled over to get started, and they they just pulled out and were almost t-boned, almost hit a deer. Yeah, <laughs> I listened back to it and I was like, whoop! <laughs> I just stopped talking. Like I'm in the middle of a sentence and I just stopped talking, and then I was just like. About hit a deer. Yep. <laughs> so uh, podcasting on the road is going to be a probably a no go. Probably going to be a no go <laughs> from now on. And uh, anybody that uh, I don't know when this one will come out, but there's there's a few more that I've. I'm going to stop trying to be in loud public. Like, I didn't mean for them to be loud places. I thought a coffee shop would be halfway quiet, but uh, this is America. That's that's not a thing. <laughs> you can't go out in public and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, I don't know. It just seems like every time that I go out in public, there's a baby. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a baby, and I just—I mean, it's fine. I know people have babies. It's fun. It's great. And coffee shops are a fine place to have a baby. A bar isn't. We've—we just—we just went, we went to a bar and there was a baby. So oh, nice. I had to re-record that one too. But um, anyway, we we ended up we ended up getting to a place, and it was like time to get out. To we were just sitting in a parking lot, and I was like, I'm you know. So I cut it off super early. There was I think we had plenty more to talk about because the first part of it was. It was actually a, it was a great conversation. It went really well. So yeah, but uh, we were both hungry. Yeah, so I was. I was super food takes priority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we just done a bunch of hiking around in the woods, and I had uh, and we drove like another we drove like an hour back oh, all yeah. the way to Somerset, and uh, I was starving. So I was the podcast wasn't uh, number one priority right then. So, but uh, anyway, uh, so let's get into it. Uh, you have uh, Jesus as the worst. Segway ever. It's not at all what I was going to ask. Transitions are weird. Transitions are terrible. Um, so what got you started into photography? Um, oddly enough, uh, Spider-Man actually got me into photography. So one of the first comic books I ever read as a kid when I was really young was uh, Spider-Man. And of course, you know, I was into the cartoons and stuff. So, you know, Peter Parker being a freelance photographer, you know, kind of struck a chord with me while I was younger. Yeah. Um, my first love was aviation and being around planes and helicopters and stuff. But uh, my second love was definitely the idea of being able to go around and just capture the world the way you, you, you know, you see it or as 
close to it as you can get. So yeah. I always thought the idea of being a photographer for like a, you know, a newspaper or something would be an interesting career field. It just never really panned out that way. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, um, that's definitely uh, you know that you have a. It, it, it's not as easy to just hop into something like that. You know, you, oh, sure, it takes, yeah. takes a lot of time. Um, now you you also, if I remember correct, you you did you took some. Uh, classes too, right? Correct. Like yeah. So when I was, uh, I believe it was junior year of high school, they had a mod tech class. So just a class where, you know, every week you'd have a different module for something technical, CNC milling, um, you know, design, um, using tools, and one of one of the modules. And the reason I took the entire class was they had a photography module. Although I didn't realize that at the time, it was just for developing film. Now, this is developing old school film, so actually going into a dark room, taking the film out of the roll, and uh, you know using the chemicals, the developers, the fixers, um, mm -hmm. you know exposing the image for a certain amount of time. So they taught you all of that. So basically, they would hand us uh, just a little film roll and uh, just a basic little point and shoot camera. We go take pictures around the school, and then we spend the rest of the week working on developing those images. Okay. So, uh, you know, and at the time, you know, this was still early 2000s. I'm, I'm sure, of course, there was plenty of digital cameras at the time, but I wasn't aware just the shift to the digital format at the time. I thought that's just how everybody still did it. I, I didn't know a whole lot about it, so I thought, well, maybe I should learn that before I actually learn how to use a camera. Yeah. And then by the time I get done with that, I realize, oh, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> only only people that want to, yeah. you know, get little one-hour photos and, you know, take them on vacations. That's the only people that actually, you know, have to have their film developed anymore. Everybody else is using, you know, full-frame DSLRs and, you know, switching to raw format. So once I realized just how far off I was already, and, <laughs> you know, I just, I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm into other things right now. Maybe this isn't. The best thing for me at this point in my life, so I just kind of, just kind of let that go for a while. So years and years later, you know, you and uh, several of my other friends get back into it, and that just kind of sparked my interest again. I'm like, well, that's that's something I used to think about a lot. So maybe maybe now's the time for me to try it out. Now that I've got, you know, a somewhat stable career and making a little more money, you yeah. know, that that might be something worth checking into. So yeah. Uh Getting into photography is—it uh, doesn't have to be expensive, but it's also just—if you want usable gear, it's, mm -hmm. it's also not exactly cheap. So, uh, being you know being in a stable place in your life and uh, you know you know having you know the income that you don't have to worry about you know yeah that's a big uh, thing know, it's it's a big thing so that's that's definitely you know it's like with anything you know we both came from the, you know from music and you know how much how much money do we just waste on. Oh, yeah. Music gear and, 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 you know, thousands of dollars and just the eat years. bologna sandwiches and stuff, you know, forever mm -hmm. just so that you could have these things. And, you know, it's with photography. I know whenever I was getting into it, I, if I would have been in the same situation, I probably wouldn't have done it because, um, you know, I don't know about eating bologna sandwiches just to do photography. I'm really into it and I love it, but, uh, you know, if I couldn't have, you know, what I want to eat, yeah, I would, I would definitely have some second thoughts about some stuff, but. I probably just wouldn't have the gear I have, you know, maybe I'm, I should say that. Yeah. And <laughs> I could have definitely done with what I had. That's something I've definitely tried to keep in mind because, you know, when I was into music and I did, of course, anytime I get into a hobby, you know, I'm all in usually mm -hmm. and I'll spend whatever money I think I need to, to, 
progress the way I want to progress. I want to have the best stuff. I want to learn everything I can. So a lot of time and money goes into any hobby if you want to do it well. Mm -hmm. But after I've had a few hobbies and realized how I am with that, getting into photography, I definitely tried to set, you know, set some boundaries for myself and say, I'm not going to have the best of everything because there's no way I'm going to afford that. So yeah. that's why I I tried to, you know, pick some kind of intermediate level gear, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not the best of the best, but if you know what you're doing, I've, I've seen other people produce some decent work with a similar setup to what I have. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have, I mean, you have solid gear. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I would, what I, would I do, it's be, great. I would definitely be confident to say that you took me to the same spot and I mean, I could make close to the same images, images as I make with mine. It just, maybe, maybe my stuff makes it just a little easier, but not, not really. I mean, you still got to do things right or it's, it won't come out good. You still have to have good compositions. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's no, no way around that. So <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, like say the difference between my 5,600 Nikon and your 850, you know, of course you've got uh, more ability to shoot in low light situations. Mm -hmm. You've got more options on your focus points. You know, you've got a lot of extra options to set you up to take a good photo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. I have a lot of megapixels to play with too, so I can but, you know, zoom as, in. But at the end of the day, as long as you can manipulate the big three, you can change your ISO, adjust your aperture, mm -hmm. you know, manipulate your shutter speed. As long as you've got those three things down, you know, that's the most important thing. So yeah. I figured if I can get a camera that allows me to do that and is of a decent enough quality for me to, you know, get some pictures I'm happy with, then I don't have to spend my entire paycheck just to have the equipment that I want. You know, I'd love to one day, but where I'm at right now in my life, I'm fine with the gear I've got. Yeah, well, and you, I would say that, you know, you're more of a hobby photographer. You're not, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not pushing to be a professional. You're not, you know, you just do it because you like to go out. Excuse me, sorry. Um, you just like to go out and, uh, you know, enjoy pretty things and then, you know, have something to document it with. And yeah, uh, it's, it's not a, you know, you don't have to have crazy professional gear if you're not trying to be a professional, especially that's a, mm -hmm. that's, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a big difference. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the whole gear thing. I did, I mean, myself, but I'm trying, I'm kind of trying to do it, you know, I, yeah. you know I, I, I do want to be a professional uh, but see, someday. So. You know, and I, I think I have, I've kind of had the same philosophy with my work is you don't always need the most expensive gear as long as you know it's good quality. Yeah. So where, oh, I'm, exactly. where I'm a mechanic, you know, I see guys spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to get, you know, snap on, get the most expensive high price tools in the world. And sure, you know, they've got good warranties and they do the job really well. But for, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks, I can have almost the same stuff that performs the same job. And if it breaks, you know, I can just spend a little bit of money and have the same thing. I don't you can have afford to, to buy the same wrench five yeah, times. I, I don't have to submit a big claim or anything. I don't have to track down a dealer. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel the same way that even if I were to move into a professional setup, you know, maybe I would, uh, I would definitely like to move up to maybe say a, a mirrorless camera eventually. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, you know, get another camera, I would like to do that at least. But I don't think I'd ever see myself, even if I was doing this professionally, trying to get the absolute top of the line gear, because I know at the end of the day, a lot of it's just, it's just 
extra stuff that helps and definitely gives you better quality in certain situations, but it's not essential. No, no, it's absolutely not essential. I don't, uh, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that have a lot less quality gear than I do that outshoot me day in and day out. You know what I mean? They're just better at it. They just have, you know, they, well, uh, and you know, of course gears is only a small part of it, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing landscape, if you're doing Astro, you've, you've got to do a lot more planning. You got to know what your weather's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You got to know what light you're working with when you get there or just ahead of time trying to plan for the best conditions, you know? Yeah. Having the best gears, um, definitely beneficial, but if you can't get everything else to work in your favor, you know, your chances of producing a good quality image, uh, is not that good some days. I mean, if you, if there's no light, there's no light. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your gear is if you have bad conditions and, um, found that out real quick you know right <laughs> the first couple places i went i was just like well, that doesn't really matter what you have this isn't gonna be good no, yeah. you know you, you have to have you have to have better light than this and i mean and sure some people could still go out and they can make a great image but not what i'm looking for you know most of the time so it's it's funny uh after doing so many of these podcasts and sitting down and having these conversations it's funny how many people that i've talked to that gear is just kind of you know uh, a couple people they just barely even talk about it they're just like yeah i got a camera yeah just a means to an end really i mean that's that's just just what gets you there but you know having an eye for it and being able to line up shots that you're happy with you know a lot of that a lot of the skill aspect of it isn't necessarily dependent on what kind of gear you have as long as you have the ability to shoot in manual mode and you know control the big you know three settings yeah you know that's that's what's most important. I think I th- I think you know gear is it's it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. It's just a tool. It's not everything. Yeah, uh, he uh, as somebody that was on the podcast, um, he didn't say it on the podcast, but we were talking kind of before, and uh, he's he pretty much compared having uh, uh, great gear to like having a five hundred dollar bench made that you only open boxes with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like it's. You know, it's it's a tool, and I'm gonna use it. But I'm, you know, he the way that he shoots is pretty pretty simple, and not. I mean, I don't mean simple and bad. I mean, it's just a, you know, just very simple way to do it. So yeah. It's a he just, you know, doesn't really overthink anything, and it was kind of a nice. It was a little bit of a relief whenever, um, you know, so many of the people that I follow and watch and stuff. It's just it's just this big complex process of so. <laughs> it's funny. It was nice to just okay you don't have to be completely overwhelmed with it all the time you know you can <laughs> yeah you, you know you can't go out there and take one photo instead of i mean i'm s- such an idiot sometimes i'm just like oh, i gotta put six photos together and blend them all together right and it ends it, you know half the time it ends up with me just being frustrated and like walking away from a shot for for a while and i won't even i won't even look at it again for a month because i'm just oh, yeah. sick of it you know <laughs> yeah i mean and that that's a, another part of it like uh, just photography in general like doing landscapes, doing astro, actually having to get out and find places. You never know what you're actually going to get. You may see what a place looks like, but until you get there and you see it for yourself, Mm -hmm. you don't even know if you're going to get a shot that day. And I I think, you know, part of the mystery of that is, you know, what's so appealing to a lot of people is you don't know, you don't even know if you're going to get a shot that day, but you're getting out, you're, you know, you're trying to find a way to make it work and have fun and you know produce something you're happy with so you know that's that's something i really enjoy about that i i like that it gets me out of the house i like that 
I have the challenge of trying to find something. Sure, there's a waterfall, there's a cool looking tree over there, but how do I make that look cool? How do I make that look like something I mm -hmm. would enjoy? Yeah. So, you know, whether or not I have, you know, my phone or if I have an icon camera, you know, just to get there and try to put together a good composition, um, you know, trying, trying to get out there and make good compositions, I think is a much bigger aspect to it than just what kind of gear you're shooting oh, with. Yeah, I mean, it's 100% for it doesn't matter how good it is if you put bad compositions or your settings are really off or, you know, there's, there's way more to it for sure. Uh, I didn't mean to jump into gear quite so fast, but it's, I mean, that's totally fine. That, that's a, it's, it's a good, I mean, like I said, anybody that's going to be listening to this, I think that they're going to learn real quick that yeah, how, how many people that have done it for a while. And oh, yeah, and it, really it is a good thing it. to talk about because anybody that's maybe on the fence about getting into photography mm -hmm. and hasn't really looked into getting gear yet, you know, that's a good thing to know what, what people use. And yeah. I think that's very helpful to know what tools work for what certain people are doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very good topic to put out for people a very good thing for beginners to learn is you don't have to have the most expensive stuff to make something that you can enjoy and other people can enjoy mm -hmm. I think that's something everybody should know yeah and uh, something else I think is you know you see all these you know all the youtubers that are photographers all the people that teach people which is how I learned I mean you know that's uh you know, pretty much, pretty much how I learned was, you know, going out with a few different people, but there was, you know, YouTube was always there. And oh, yeah, Nick Page learn. and Jared Poland and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of great information out there, but sometimes it's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. You know, some of, some of the stuff that they are, uh, and I'm not saying that you can't. I would never, ever tell someone they could not do the same things. But sometimes it's unrealistic. Like, you know, some, some of these guys every time a new camera comes out they upgrade sure yeah and you know not everybody can just drop that some 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 of the people that are putting information out there have a team you know i'm not nick nick page and you know uh more landscape photographer guys they they don't i don't think they you know they edit their own work and all stuff but there's you know there's some of these groups and academies that you go to on mm -hmm. youtube well they have whole team they don't even edit their own stuff half the time you know they have Oh yeah, they have a whole team of people around them, and it, you know they produce these images, and they're fantastic. I don't mean that they're not good photographers, and I, don't, I mean, but they have a you know it's a team. It's not just one person. And I think sometimes whenever they sell people stuff, saying, "Oh, you can be this good," and it's like, "Well, you can be this good with all these tools and a team." Yeah, you know, I could be a way better photographer if I had four people following me around all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, hey, move that light. Do this. Do that. You know, you know, edit these so they look like this. You know, you, they probably have some kid come out of college for you know, for processing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it can be it can be a little bit overwhelming. And uh, like I said, I, I do think that it, I don't mean to say unrealistic because I think that anybody can get anywhere if you put enough effort and time and into something. I, I really do. But uh, you know, I think some of those things are. Maybe less attainable for somebody just starting out, or somebody that just wants to be a hobby hobbyist. You know, like they want to be really good, but they, you know, they watch these things like, oh, I've got to be like that, and it's like, you don't. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you can you can do um, if you, if you watch more videos on uh, exposure and composition, you'd come out way better than 
you know, so, you know some of these things. And you know, a couple of cheap tutorials on post processing goes so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes so far. Oh yeah, I I didn't really, I didn't really start feeling like my photos were starting to get a into a really decent quality that I was happy with until I switched over to using say Lightroom and a mm-hmm. little bit of Photoshop just because I didn't realize how much you could actually clean up an image when you switch to a raw format and then just tweaking the colors and everything just a little bit really does make a difference because even in those situations where you don't start out with perfect lighting conditions mm-hmm. you can always make it a little bit better than what it is and of course you know for those uh, people out there that you know aren't photographers and haven't been doing it very long you know I don't think a lot of people realize that when you take a picture that's not the same as what you see with your eye you know right. you, it, it takes post-processing to get an image to a point where it looks as real as if you're looking at it and I don't think enough people understand that you know post-processing is just as important as going out there and taking the picture mm-hmm. if you're looking for certain you know, style choices, if you want to look certain ways. For, for me especially, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that uh, anybody that's into, uh, you know, certain kinds of landscape photography, I think that I want it to look like it did when I was there plus one. Like, right. I want, I want to just charm it up just just enough. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff you can, you know, a lot of my photos, images that you can look at and just be like, oh, there's some something going on there. You know, it's mm-hmm. not exactly real. And, and it's not. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't. I've never lied about, you know, I do blend images and I, 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 I don't, I've never taken anything that wasn't there and put it in. Like I've never went there one day and, or went, took a sky from somewhere else. Like, yeah. And, then, and I've never put the Milky Way over something it couldn't be in front of. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You're behind, you know, I mean, I've never, I've never done anything like that. Uh, not that I'm, I mean, if somebody does it, it's, I mean, there's that one photo that's really funny. It's just done well. It's like a waterfall in the desert over over, I give the Milky Way over it, and it's like, it's not real at all. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like one of those haters say it'll, you know, it'll say it's photoshopped, <laughs> and it, you know, it totally is. But uh, I, I, that's, it's art. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's how I look at it. And anybody, any way that anybody wants to interpret their own art is, you know, it's up to them. If somebody doesn't like my stuff because of that, it's fine. Oh, yeah. But, you know, on the other side of that, sure, uh, there can be situations where um, an image can be, quote, over-processed. Mm-hmm. And just as you said, it's it's all stylistic choices. You mm-hmm. know, it's art. It's it's your interpretation. But one thing to keep in mind that other people may not realize is, post processing has been along has uh, been out as long as photography has been around. And mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, I can't remember which person actually had this on their podcast, but they actually mentioned. Of course, I would have to fact that, check this myself, but it it seems like it could be plausible um one of the most famous pictures of abraham lincoln is not him it's his head on I've, somebody else's body mm-hmm. you know i and think that, that i've heard that yeah that far back in the past you know photography hadn't been along uh hadn't been around that long when that picture was taken and they were already making composite images yeah. so for anybody that says oh you're not a real photographer if you have to use post-processing that's not realistic that's yeah. Any any image you see on a magazine or something, National Geographic, all that, 100%, they use something. They use some kind of post-processing yeah. to make sure it was what they saw when they were there. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I do, you know, 
I don't know, I, I, even, you know, film photography, there's post-processing involved. I mean, dodge and burn mm-hmm. film. I mean, that's, Ansel Adams was, you know, he is the iconic landscape photographer from the past, and he's the reason that people, I mean, I, somebody else would have probably, but, um, you know, he is the guy that has all these iconic shots, and it was post-processing that made his work better than others back then. You mm-hmm. know, he, he had a he had a process that he did with dodging and burning and bringing things out and darkening things down and really making you focus on the, you know, the subject of the photo. And I mean, it's been around forever. It, if somebody wants to just walk around and shoot raw images and post them, like, I mean, you can have at it. They're going to be flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's fine. I really don't care. Uh, yeah. Nothing know. wrong with that. It's no, just, it's all in what you saw and, and how you think you can, you know, what paths do you think you can take to get the image in your head mm-hmm. and you know make it a reality that's that's all it is so there's no right or wrong to it there there are definitely methods that are more appealing to a wider audience than others i'm sure yeah and more often than not that in, that includes post-processing yeah and it's funny i don't um, a lot of a lot of people you know they just they're either one way or the other with black and white sometimes they're just like oh, i just they're just like colors and it's like well i mean i do too but i think sometimes Black and white just really makes a makes an image great. I don't know why. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure what it is that I think you know, but I don't know. I, just, I see people be you know, it's it's either this or that. I'm like, there's a lot of you know. For me, I just it's art. I just whatever you see, if, if somebody you know, whatever somebody wants to do with it, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it. Whenever, yeah. Whenever whenever there's somebody that I enjoy their work, I'm just excited to see what they do and how they do things. I think that's the most fascinating thing with uh, some of the guys I follow is to see the places they shoot uh-huh. and how you can put those beside the other, you know, shots of the same place because, you know, some of the places they go are iconic. So there's, I mean, thousands, hundreds of thousands of photos of this place. But you can almost pick theirs out because it's just, it's just, just that little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's light, you know, they catch perfect light and they wait for perfect light. And sometimes it's, the processing style just makes it, just come across a little bit better to me. I don't, yeah. You know. And I, I think that a good example of that is just where you and I have gone out to shoot so many times because, you know, we usually end up going to a lot of places together and we'll shoot maybe not in the exact same spot, but, you know, we'll be within maybe 40, 50 feet of each other yeah, shooting so, I mean, the yes, same sometimes thing. Sometimes 10 feet from each other, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you can still see a difference between your finished product and mm-hmm. and mine just because you know everybody's got their own way of doing things everybody's got their own you know yeah. preferences and um, a different way of looking at things and that's one thing I really enjoy is you know I'm sure some people maybe be like oh well somebody's already taken a picture there before you know so I want to take a picture of something that's never been seen before that that doesn't really work for me because I know that I can take a picture of the same place that's been you know photographed a thousand times but I still know that if I take a picture of it maybe I can put just a little bit of my own personal touch on it maybe mm-hmm. I can make it look a little more like uh, you know something that I saw in my head yeah. and it's not always the same you can you can line up four different guys with you know oh, the, exact the exact same, same camera yeah, exact same, same tripod yeah everything and or you could you can have them take turns on putting their camera on the same tripod and I bet if you went through all the images after they got done, you know, mm-hmm. telling them to do exa- whatever they want to it, you get just a little bit different image every single time. That's one thing I love about photography. It doesn't matter if it's the same subject that's been shot 
one time or a thousand times. You can always get something a little bit different out of it. That's the that's the best. That's why that I've uh, I'm starting I'm starting to try to go back to spots more and more and more and more and oh yeah uh, because you know the light changes the you know uh, whenever you you know shoot rivers and waterfalls and stuff like that the water levels change and that just it makes it completely different I mean there, there's a couple of places I, I really need to get back to because I went and there was there wasn't hardly any water mm-hmm. and like I really I thought that the images I took were really good I like them a lot I really do but like maybe really cool if there was water yeah <laughs> flowing through those spots or oh uh, i know, you know exactly I, how that is because you know i i lived in hawaii for a little while yeah it was before i went to you know get my cameras and get into photography and all that and i had some cool images because of course it's hawaii you can take a picture of that you know just about anything there and have something cool to look at yeah but you know the difference between shooting it on your phone and shooting it on a camera that gives you more options and more you know, uh, more avenues for creativity. Yeah, I, I would love to go back to those exact same spots and see what I could do with uh, with a manual mode camera as opposed to just holding my phone out in front of me. I would love to see what differences I can make with that. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was actually gonna get into that. Uh, I was gonna ask uh, how hard you're kicking yourself in the ass. Oh, not, so, so hard. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Because, well, and, you know, just like when you went out west uh, on that trip with everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, you go out there and you see all these amazing things and then you get back to Kentucky. And, of course, Kentucky's got its own natural beauty. But the the sheer range of, you know, different types of uh, topography, I hope I'm saying that right, (laughs) Uh, you Topography, know, whatever. Sure, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just the options of what you can shoot are so different in different parts of the country, and Hawaii is the perfect example of that because, you know, here you have forests, you have hills, mm-hmm. mountains aren't that big. It's hard to get high up and look at stuff. Yeah. Uh, you go to a place like Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii has deserts. It has snow-capped mountains. It has um, waterfalls, it has, you know, beaches, has it has the ocean all the way around. You know, <laughs> it has everything you can think of. It, it's a landscape photographer's dream, mm-hmm. you know, and going out there and seeing the things I saw, I was glad I was able to go out there, experience it and document it. But every day that I pull out my, my Nikon and I take a picture of something, I'm like, Man, this this would have been so awesome if I'd done that in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, I, I feel like I, I fuss about Kentucky too much. It is beautiful, but like you just said, it's very hard to gain elevation here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 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 a few spots. I mean, you can go to Eastern Kentucky, and I mean, there's some, you know, there's mountains. There's you know, can something you know things considered mountains, but it's a uh, it's it's pretty hard to gain elevation here for you know. There, there's some overlooks, but. I just, I don't know. There's some, there's some overlooks around, you know, within an hour of where we live, but or where I live, you live north now. Mm-hmm. You're a northerner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, and they overlook a river, and it's pretty neat. But whenever you go out and you're standing on a two thousand foot cliff overlooking a river, it's a little different. Oh you yeah, know, it's just a straight cliff edge straight into a. Yeah, there was, there was an image I captured while I was out in Hawaii where um, I had 
driven from Hilo, uh, where I was living at the time, up uh, Mauna Kea. So Mauna Kea is actually technically the tallest mountain in the world mm -hmm. because it's, it's... You've had this argument with people in front of oh, yeah. and it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's funny because it, there, there is a difference between a mountain being the tallest and being the highest. Yeah. Everest is just high, it's not tall. Yeah, yeah the, the base of the mountain itself is, I mean, I mean, it's, it's still, it's what, 32,000 feet, and what's Mauna Kea, it's 14. Yeah, Mauna Kea is like a, somewhere around 12,000 foot. Yeah. But, you know, it's measured from like the sea floor up, so. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a pretty, pretty large mountain. Um, oh, it's really, it's really, and, really, really tall. <laughs> you know, it, it takes a while to drive up there, so I, I, I drove, uh, you know, about, 45 minutes, I was able to drive from Hilo and get uh, not all the way to the summit because I, I was in a car. I, you know, I wasn't confident going all the way to the summit without four-wheel drive. But you can go uh, to about 9,000 feet of elevation to a visitor center there, mm -hmm. and it's crazy because you know you you start out at sea level, it's 70 degrees, and then you get up to 9,000 feet, and it's down to like uh, 35, 40 degrees. Mm -hmm. But of course the air is so clear out there. By the time I got there, the sun had gone down, the stars were out and you were above the clouds. There was a whole layer of clouds, but it was below you. So I took a picture of the moon and, uh, basically I was just looking out over the, uh, cloud layer with the moon out. And I took a picture and the image was neat. It wasn't the highest quality, of course. I just had my cell phone. Cell phone, yeah. But you know, it looked. It almost looked like I was just taking a picture of the ocean. But then you realize that oh, it's it's not water. That's it's clouds. Yeah. But every day I I look. You know, every time I look at those pictures again, I'm like, man, what could I have done if I had a tripod and some <laughs> long exposure? I know. You know? I, see, I see those photos and I was like, oh, I've got to get out there. <laughs> what am I? What am yeah. I? What am I doing? I mean, I've I've uh, gone and I've seen. Uh, you know, Hawaii, Hawaii has epic views. Like, oh, Kentucky, everywhere. Kentucky has some great places. Sure. Hawaii is epic. I don't know. Yeah. That, there's no other way to put it like that. It's yeah. Just... Kentucky's awesome, but there's no volcanoes in Kentucky. Yeah. And while I was out there, I was able to go and watch a volcano, you know, actually erupt, see the lava spew out. Uh -huh. I mean, the, the glow from it was bouncing off the clouds going overhead. So there's like this red glow in the sky. There's nothing like that here. No, no, so, no. you know, it's not to say that Kentucky doesn't have its, its beauty and its charm. It's just, you know, when you live somewhere and that's what you shoot all the time, <laughs> You know, you get to a point where you're like, well, I wonder, wonder what else is out there that I could shoot. I wonder what else I, I can, you know, take images of. So, you know, it's, I think that's one good thing about photography is it also puts the idea in your head. I need to get out. I need to travel more. I need to see more of the world. So yeah. I think that's another goal that I'm going to have uh, here very soon. And thankfully working in the industry that I do as an aircraft mechanic, um, you know, that, that's a job field that takes you places, you know. Yeah. Just at the job I'm at right now, every once in a while, if they have something going on at another base and they need mechanics, you just hop on one of the planes you've just fixed and you fly out there. You know, you, you can go up to Alaska, you can uh, go overseas as a flight mechanic. So if I stay at this place or if I go and work for airlines again and get my flight benefits back, you know, that, that would be an opportunity to take, a, take my photography in a different direction, be able to see just more of what the world has to offer. So I think that's 
another exciting thing to look forward to for me, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's exactly what I would do if I was in your position, I think. You know, if you can, if you can fly out to, to places, I would be, I mean, if, if I just had the option to just go places, you know, yeah. all of, I mean, I drive all over the place. I mean, I've, uh, I said it before, I think over the last year, I put 40,000 miles on my vehicle. So <laughs> I've drove, I mean, I've been to a lot of places and, uh, but if I could in this, in less time, if I could be in these certain places, yeah, I'd absolutely be there. You know, it, you're also not terrified of flying. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it very much. Yeah, I'm so. I'm kind of desensitized to it at this point. Yeah. Um, it's it's not that I'm not scared of what can go wrong because Everybody I know is. exactly what can go yeah, wrong. Every, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not to say that it's likely to happen. It's just I know exactly every single thing that can go wrong with a plane. That's part of my job. But uh, I will say, you know, I'm I'm glad that I am able to fly easily because I hate driving. I absolutely hate being on the road for long stretches of time. I've, mm-hmm. uh, I've just never liked it. So what you do with overlanding and going out and camping, see, that's that's something that I wish I could do a lot easier, but mm-hmm. I've always had difficulties with that. Yeah. So, you know, at least that's an option for me, uh, whereas I would love to just go on a road trip, be out for two weeks and, you know, go and see all these national parks like you and the rest of our friends have done before. But I, I think I would like to try it, but I know there's certain aspects of it that I would just hate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it would be, um, I can, uh, I'm not saying that I can fall asleep anywhere. I'm actually kind of a light sleeper sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. now that I've, I, I used to, I could have slept through a tornado whenever I was a younger, but, um, you know, now that I've gotten older, I'm, I'm a little bit of a light sleeper. So, that, you know, there's some there's some discomforts whenever it comes to it, for sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't sugarcoat yeah <laughs> camping for 15 days straight it, there's it's got its things that it's are got not its easy challenges it's, for sure and and i think sometimes I, I think through some of that some of those long days and long trips i think that it, it did affect my ability to uh to come up with good images i was just tired i wasn't thinking i was you know i mean it's just you know just stress on the brain you know mm-hmm. driving driving that many hours is a you know you know if you drive so many hours back to back to back you know days a lot of stress on the brain and i just wasn't functioning at its highest you know so it's a lot easier to um so you know as we said you know going these places going to different places you know these epic places it's great because you can do great photography but it kind of comes it's it's almost like the gear if if you're if you're well rested and you have a spot local that you know you take almost as good you know my favorite image is from kentucky Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not like I went to these places and just like, I'll never be able to do this because my favorite image that I've ever taken was from Kentucky. So, you know, and but it was like I said, it's well rested and wasn't, you know, was I hadn't been on the road for six days, six or seven <laughs> days straight. Just, yeah, you know, just tearing up asphalt. It was uh, uh, so there's there's a give and take with it for sure. I mean, yeah. and flying. I mean, if you fly and you get jet lag real bad, you don't know what time to, you know, if you go to the, other side of the world, you know, if you go across the ocean, yeah, you know, your timing's going to be messed up. So it's going to be, I don't know if it'd be easier to get up. Is it easier to get up if you go to Europe? Um, Harder to go to bed? I don't know. It, I so think either way, other, honestly. It's going to be that or the other. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely say uh, going traveling 10 hours west and 10 hours east flying, mm-hmm. uh, that amount of time, even if it is in the air and you're not having to, you know, actually 
actively steer and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just being on a plane and, and moving and going through airports and stuff, yeah, it takes a toll too. Oh yeah, it, it, it definitely de- depends a, on. There's a whole lot of stress. Oh if yeah, you're, you know, <laughs> if, if if you don't like flying, there's extra 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 stress. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of people that say they love traveling. Uh, I won't. I wouldn't say for myself that I love traveling. I hate traveling. I just like being new places. Yeah. So getting there is the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, with photography, there's. You know what's what kind of sacrifices are you? You know, are are you a photographer that you know just enjoys going out around your you know? But if but if you want to go out and you want to do travel photography and go to these all of these places, you know you got you you. I know people think it's silly to say that you have to sacrifice, but you know you get to sacrifice some comforts and some you mm-hmm. know some some free time and stuff like that to to be able to go you know because you could just be laying on your couch. And you know, enjoying some Netflix. Yeah. But, but you know, if you're gonna, I mean, I know people are like, oh, boohoo, you had to go to, you know, oh, like for you, you know, boohoo, you had to live in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if, if to go back, it's uh, it, you know, there's there, there's there's a lot to it, and there's it's it's not just as simple as being in a beautiful spot. You have to be in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I I thought about it forever. The we were at Crater Lake. I didn't take a good. I never took a good photo. I didn't. I don't have a single image that I'm just like I'm proud of this. Yeah. Um, and then I, we were we were laughing about it the other day about we had stopped in Bend, Oregon, and ate lunch. And I ate this huge, just dickhead of a meal. I mean, just a huge meal. Just way too much food. <laughs> the the road into Crater Lake is like dead straight, and there's just nothing but these huge evergreens on both sides of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrea woke me up. I was driving, and I just, like, fell asleep. It's like, <laughs> going off the road. And she was like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm fine. No, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm awake. So, I mean, I was, like, falling asleep. My brain was overloaded with way too much food. So I got up there, and I just, I mean, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was no way that I was performing at the highest, you know, highest of my abilities. And I got one shot at it because we stayed we stayed one day and then left. So, yeah. you know, whenever there, there's that, you have to, you know, if, if you really wanted to. So these people that do travel all around the world and take these photos, ah, kudos to them. I, it, that's a, it'd be a great job. It'd be a great tough job. But it's, oh, no doubt. It, it's yeah. not this easy job that people just think, oh, it must be great. I mean, I would love it, I'm sure, but it's not as easy as it, you know, as it comes across sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just think you can go anywhere and come away with great stuff and it's like it's there's there's a lot more work involved than oh, some yeah. people realize like you're not just pointing and shooting you know you yeah to, you you definitely gotta get out of your uh comfort zone a little bit to do you know really any type of photography i would think i mean you you got to show up somewhere you know unless you're sitting at home taking pictures of your doors or whatever i mean <laughs> Which, you, you got to go outside sometimes so <laughs> you know you, you gotta you know if you're a landscape you gotta be comfortable with getting out in nature and Maybe being cold or possibly getting rained on sometimes. If you, uh, you know, if you like taking pictures of the stars, you know, you might be losing a little bit of sleep because, well, you can only do that at night. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's it's always going to be a little bit of give and take with that. But, you know, I think you can say that about any hobby, anything you're passionate about. It's how much you're willing to put into it and how much, as you said, are willing to sacrifice to get what you want out of it. Um, yeah, sometimes with landscape, you know, you have uh, the some of my favorite images, not for myself, but from anyone, you know, not just myself, I should say, you know, from from all the people that I follow and like. 
some of those were in the worst possible conditions ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and and I think that the reason somebody and this isn't this isn't an original thought. I heard this from someone else, but it was put very well. So I'm going to parrot that. That you know that's what makes them that that's what makes it such good photos. It's not what people see. Most of the time, when the weather's like that, everybody else goes inside. Yeah. So you don't see these things. And I, whenever I heard it put that way, I was like, oh, that's, no wonder these photos look so epic. No one stands outside whenever there's just a crazy lightning storm coming at them. And, oh, you yeah. know, or there's, you know, there, there's just, uh, you know, a lighthouse covered in ice. Nobody goes outside then. <laughs> that's the, whenever, whenever one of the Great Lakes is freezing over, <laughs> that's not when you go outside. That's when you stay inside. So oh, for sure. That's, that's what makes, uh, you know, that's, sometimes that's what makes just absolutely epic photos is the worst possible conditions you know yeah i mean i, I see those uh photos that are taken by like you know say michael minsky and mm -hmm. all the all the epic oh, shots storm of these man tornadoes and yeah. and rain and lightning and all that it's like man that looks so cool i don't want to be any near anywhere near that you know i don't i don't want to be within a few miles of a tornado that's crazy yeah i have i have, I have a, <laughs> one of my dreams is to shoot a tornado out west but like a, it's it's a dream because I don't ever actually want it to come real, yeah. you know, come to life. I, I mean, cause, I mean, because you know, if, if you're in those conditions, I mean, even uh, Mike Olbinski, he even says this is dangerous. Yeah, you know, he has a video up on his YouTube. It's like it's like three storm chasing photographers, uh, maybe more. I don't know. I just said a number, but um, they all have their tripods out, and I mean, you know, they're recording just. Boom! It's just like oh, yeah, and they all just yeah. grab tripods and run. I mean, because like you know, yeah. it was way too close to home. Or so. you know, you you're at risk for getting caught in a hailstorm and all your gear getting smashed. Oh, which yeah. I think it was either him or Nick Page or somebody. I know I know Nick Page. I've definitely seen a video where it started hailing on him while he was trying to get a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, grabbing all these you know six thousand dollar setups and stuff and trying to throw them in the vehicle before they get destroyed so yeah you know you you get what you put into it mm -hmm. i think is the you know best way to look at it is the the more you want out of your photography you know you got to get out there you got to put yourself in a position to get out there experience new things get out of your comfort zone you might lose a little sleep you might you might not have the best meals sometimes but you know, if you come away with something you're happy with, though, I think that means so much more sometimes. Yeah, something you're happy, something you're proud of. Um, you know what I mean? And if you want to add uh, drama to your photos, you <laughs> go at, you, sometimes you got to go out in dramatic situations, you know, and that's a, oh, I'm yeah. not telling anybody to go out there and put yourself in dangerous situations, but it's, uh, I mean, some of the best stuff I've seen has come from, you know, so from some of the some very rough weather you know weather is a very uh yeah or just just a crazy day of it anyway i mean just that day with me you and alex said uh was it pine island when we went out to see the double falls yep i mean that there was definitely some drama that day that was uh, yeah we uh we straight up got lost <laughs> like a like three big old dummies yeah because uh you know we have these things called cell phones and you can you can download a map <laughs> to walk straight back to your car. Nah. And who needs marked trails? <laughs> you know, who, who would who would do that? Oh, that's the thirstiest I've ever been in my life. I took <laughs> yeah. water. I took water too. I'm not. I'm not the guy that doesn't take water. I just didn't take nearly enough. Yeah. Well, you know, we're like learn my lesson. Well, it, it'll take us about an hour to get in and an hour well, to get it, out. Well, it's honestly, then... I'd I'd say it was 35 minutes. 
mm-hmm. in. I mean, it was not a far hike in. It just rough. It was yeah. it, it was not very fun. We, and we, we decided to take go out. the hardest way in there too. <laughs> and then and then we decided to uh, go out a different way and never could find you know and we thought we could get back to where we were but we did not. It was yeah eight hours later of yeah. of stumbling around. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> so uh, yeah for anybody that's getting into landscape and hasn't you know you're not experienced at hiking, uh, know where you're at. You know, yeah, know where you're at. I, I, would, I would really recommend, if I want to recommend something to somebody, take, spend the money on a little GPS device. Yeah. You know, a little in-reach or something. I know they're expensive, but if you can spend a bunch of money on a camera, you can spend a couple hundred bucks on something that will save your life. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I know um, we, we just... And we were fine. I mean, I, I felt like any time <laughs> we could have just walked in a straight direction, we'd have got to a road. We knew roughly where we are, but we just... Yeah. We were just on the wrong side of a ridge. Yeah, basically. we were just disoriented. Yeah, completely and, disoriented. And dehydrated mm-hmm. and hungry. And <laughs> yeah, we've been hiking forever. We were yeah. tired. It's, it's Shoot, your shoes were wet. I had muck boots on at least. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah were my socks shoes. were just, just soggy. And, you know, yeah, on the other, other side of that, we just spent a lot of time saying, you know, uh, you got to make sacrifices. You got to, you got to, you know, put in a lot and get out of your comfort zone. Uh, with don't a reason, an yeah, <laughs> don't, don't yeah, be, be smart idiot. about it. Be definitely be safe because what we did wasn't the safest in the world, and that that was uh, definitely a big lesson for us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the biggest lesson I've ever since. I've never, uh, no, I've never done anything like that again. I'm, yeah, I, and I won't either. I mean, I'm not gonna say I won't get lost, but I'm gonna say that if if I'm going to a spot that I don't know well, uh, let I, I recently I've been trying to let somebody know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Somebody besides my wife. Um, Somebody that might know the area, like hey, and if like hey, if I don't call you by this time, come find me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm lost somewhere. Like come, yeah. you know, this this is this is where I'm going in at. Um, and if I'm not out by eight o'clock, like I've broke my leg, <laughs> <laughs> or a bear has got me, or uh, you know whatever. Yeah, I would recommend that to photographers, anybody that's just hiking. Yeah, anybody. That's that's know, anybody. Let somebody know where you're at. Take food with you. I don't I don't care if it's. A ten-minute hike from the road—you never know. Take yeah. some food and water with you. Be smart about it. Don't you ever go in the woods without water ever. <laughs> if you if you do, you are asking for it. I mean, yeah, you are yeah. just asking for it. I I took water and still ended up in a like I was getting ready to drink out one of those streams. That's how thirsty I was, and I was like, I know this is sketchy, but like that'll kill me later than deep. <laughs> like I'm so thirsty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll take a while for that to set in. I'll be fine. I'll be able to get to a hospital by. The- <laughs> Hopefully, I don't give myself some brain worms, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was a good thing though because we got a good story out of it. Everybody was safe by the end of it. Yeah, we just you know, spend a few hours wondering whether or not we we're going to have to spend the night in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that's a, a you know, we I'm glad that we can look back at it and laugh about it because, and I know people are like, "Oh, these guys are idiots," you know. And yeah, we were. I mean, I'm not. I'm not defending myself in any way. That oh yeah, I didn't. You know, I did do the wrong thing, and uh, I'm lucky it didn't teach me a, a real bad lesson. Of, you know, well, we. I mean, we could have got to a road eventually, and like I would have just drank out of stream, and I probably wouldn't have died of dehydration. But it, you know, I could have gotten really sick from it. You know, mm-hmm. it could have been worse. And I, I mean, we kind of knew. I mean, we were within so many miles of a road, we could have found. Yeah, I mean, we were experienced enough to where. We were able to figure it out. It was just the best thing is none of us. It was not ideal conditions. We, we never <laughs> panicked. I mean, nobody was ever. That's the main thing. You yeah. you, you gotta one. You gotta know that you can get out of a situation, and just not let uh 
not let the despair or anything set in. If you ever find yourself in a bad situation, you just got to be calm about it and think your way through it. That's yeah. that's the only way to really handle it. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's good information to let people know. Like, yeah, don't do know, what we did. Don't, do, <laughs> do not don't. So you know, if you don't ever want to take my advice on anything now, because you realize how big of a dummy I am for doing things like that. <laughs> it was, uh, but you know where it was where where we marked it. I just I, I really I just like it was just oversight, complete oversight. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have all been avoided. Every bit of it could have been avoided easily. Yeah. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily avoided. So, but I mean that still that's that's part of the learning process. So, hopefully nobody else has to learn it the way that we did. But you know. You you definitely grow from it the longer you uh, you do anything like that, anything related to it. Because uh, even if you're not doing landscape photography, if you're if if you're doing like say wildlife, if you're doing street photography, you know there's stuff you got to learn about to keep yourself safe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you're walking around late at night with expensive gear in certain cities and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's not a bad idea to also tell people where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just part of any hobby that takes you outside you know before you really dive head first into it learn the best ways to be safe about it is yeah. all i want to say yeah with anything mm-hmm. i mean literally with with any of it there's 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 a there's a danger factor in any of it uh you know you know there's certain you know it that uh and in home good lord <laughs> i'll get the words out in a minute give me a second <laughs> um you know back home uh there's a place where a Get to photograph some eagles before. I mean, it's a straight bluff. Mm-hmm. You, you have to, you know, you've got to watch your step. You've got to be careful. You, you know, you don't want to be that uh, that lady that was on YouTube that was like backing up to take a selfie or like a picture of somebody and almost stepped into the Grand Canyon. Yeah, you know, you don't oh want to be. You know, gosh. you have to be. You have to be very aware of your surroundings and in any situation. I don't care yeah. what you're doing. You have to be aware. When I was in Hawaii, I had a situation that was kind of similar to that. Thankfully, I was, you know, I didn't get that close. But uh, there's a big crater next to uh, Kilauea, and you're you're there's no railings along it, none. So there's areas on the trail that goes around the rim uh, where you can just step out, and there's little clearings, and you can step all the way up to the edge, and there's nothing between you and the edge there, and it's a 400 foot drop. So there, there was a couple times where I was like, oh, that's really cool. Let me see if I can get a good angle. And I'm like sitting here. I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. And then I realized, man, I'm moving around a lot, but I'm not looking down. Mm-hmm. So always be aware of your surroundings because yeah. that, that yeah, can happen you can, anywhere. You, you, you may not get close to the edge, but you may, you know, you can, if you, I mean, if you're as tall and as big as we are, you, you step on a rock four foot from the ledge and you roll an ankle, you may just roll right off of it. You, uh-huh. know, you, you may not be anywhere near the edge, but if you're not paying attention to where you're standing, you could do, I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just never know. That's, that's, that's why it's called accidents. People usually don't mean to throw themselves off cliffs, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely good to have uh, situational awareness anytime you're going out into, uh, you know, nature and the outdoors and, even if it's not that, even if you're going around cities that you're not, you know, normally used to being around, if you're in areas that you've never been to before, if you're just traveling somewhere to get to another place and you don't know where you're at, I mean, it, it's just always good to be mindful of where you're at mm-hmm. and also let other people know where you're at because you never know what'll happen. Oh yeah, I mean, going out west, we, uh, you know, we went through a couple, we went through a section through um, 
southeastern Oregon and northwestern Nevada. It was completely desolate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a hundred and I forget how many. It was, it was a way over a hundred miles between gas stations. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, whenever I came back from Hawaii, of course, I had to go. I had to fly out to uh, L.A. and then go pick up my car in oh, yeah. you had to drive Long Beach. Across the U.S. Whenever and you came back. that's that's how I got my car home. I drove it all the way back from the West Coast, from uh, Long Beach, California, all the way back east. So you know, through a lot of that, I, I had to go through the desert. I had mm-hmm. to go several hundred miles in between any kind of civilization. So. You know, before I made that last stop in Barstow, before I left California, I just stocked up on water and food and mm-hmm. whatever I thought I might need because you never know what'll happen. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, just a simple something as simple as two flat tires. Uh huh. You know, I mean, one you could probably fix. You could probably be okay. Who says you don't hit a, a log sitting out and it busts both <laughs> your front tires? And mm-hmm. Then you're then you are stuck. Yeah, it's and, never bad to be prepared. Yeah, it's 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 never it's never. I mean, I'm I'm an over. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a prepper. <laughs> I want to preface this with I'm not a prepper. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm the type that, you know, tells, you know, tells the wife, like, make sure you have a blanket in the car and, make you know, just make sure you got some extra water. Make sure you got blah, blah, blah. Just because, you know, you never, she's like, I'm going to work, honey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you yeah. never know, okay? You never know. Um, but, I mean, I also, I mean, obviously in my, in my vehicle, I've got, probably got enough provisions for a week. Yeah, because <laughs> I just I'm I'm so used to just being out camping and stuff. So I've usually got enough stuff for about any situation. I probably got enough MREs in there to last me a week. So yeah, it's never a bad thing, really. Yeah. Um, so I kind of skipped around from what I was originally gonna go about how you know doing this this conversation. But so what what inspires you? That was gonna be my question after how'd you get started. But uh, as far as inspiration, I mean. Uh, in general, you know, what what I've seen other people do before me, and that's that's not just in photography. I mean, just in any kind of hobby or skill. And uh, that's, that's actually something that really uh, catches my attention is learning new skills. That's something that I like to do is just learn how to do other things that people have done before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something in life that I really value is seeing people learn something new and then being able to duplicate that in myself. So anytime I see anybody do something well, I like to try and see if I can learn that myself. So definitely uh, like you and uh, Alex and all of our other friends that you know hike and do photography and get out in the world and learn new things, that's something that makes me uh, want to be motivated and get out and you know, try, to, try to learn new things for myself as well. So definitely, you know, seeing people learn and progress is a big inspiration for me. And it does, it doesn't even have to be people that I know, you know, I, I can get on Instagram and see other photographers, see, you know, what they're doing and uh, what they're going through in order to produce what they're getting. And that always makes me think, well, you know, I've got all this extra time in between working, you know, what could I do with that time? Mm-hmm. So I, I already see all these other people out here you know, putting in the work, putting in the time, and they're all enjoying themselves is the great thing. You know, it's it's not like they're doing this and just hating it the whole time. So I yeah. see that. I'm like, I could, I could be that happy too if I just got out there, got out of my comfort zone a little bit, and just uh, just tried to learn and 
find new experiences for myself. Yeah, yeah. I said that it was, you know, it can be work sometimes, and I mean that in that if I just got paid a salary to do these things all the time, I would absolutely love, I would love it. Like, it sure. is work, but it's it's something that I, you know, do love doing. And I think that a lot of the people that I follow, um, say, on Instagram, you know, I see them go out, and I know where they're at, and I've been to a couple of those places, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to get there. It is not fun. Yeah. And they just love it. I mean, they're loving it. And I loved it. I loved it. I mean, so it's, uh, that's the best thing. It's whenever you, you know, you kind of put yourself through some things and, you know, be, you know, be happy with something. You know, hopefully, hopefully you can come away with something that you're really happy with. You know, there's been times I've climbed and, you know, dug through the uh, rhododendron and, just nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even find anything, you know. And that happens um, sometimes, but you know, the way I look at it is if you're getting out and you're and you're making an effort to do something, even if you don't get the finished result that you were looking for, as long as you get out there, you know, maybe you got a story out of it. Maybe maybe you can come away thinking, Well, at least I tried to get out there and do something and maybe I maybe I didn't get what I wanted today, but maybe I laid the groundwork for something better later mm-hmm. on. So, you know, that's uh, that's something I always try to keep in mind, you know, when I go out and I think, well, maybe I'll go take a picture of this today. Maybe I'll go visit this place. And I always keep it in the back of my mind. Maybe I won't get what I'm looking for, but I might find something better that I didn't realize was close by. Or I might just say, well, I've never been there before, but maybe I know the area a little bit better now, even though I didn't take a picture that I was happy with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you always have to stay positive with that sort of thing because, well, for one, the the whole uh, reason I do it is because I I want something that's gonna make me happy. I I want to be active. I want something that's gonna challenge me and be fun and you know put me in a position to you know give myself more experiences than if I'm just sitting at home playing video games. Yeah. So I think uh, you know I think it's good to just have a good attitude and try to have fun with it, even if you're. Uh, a wedding photographer and you're trying to make money and you've got all this stress of course the stress is going to be there but best thing you can do is just try to find a way to enjoy it Mm -hmm. you know yeah there's there is definitely uh you know there's a lot that uh, i mean me i mean i I can i can struggle with uh you know having a good time whenever i'm doing something like this it it does whenever whenever light's not good or i'm just you know it's hot or it's really cold or I'd rather it be really cold. It's really hot. Usually that's, but, uh, you know, cause you only take off so many clothes. <laughs> I can keep adding some on, you know? Um, but that's, it, it, it is, that's a, it's, it's a tough thing. You know, just staying positive is, um, it, it's something that it, it's easy to struggle with for anybody. But I think that whenever you put yourself out there and you make yourself get up and go do things, unexpected things will happen. Dude, that that sunset or that sunrise that me and you saw at Wolf Creek Dam. Oh yeah, it's one of the silliest sunrises I've ever seen in my life, and it was at the most unsuspecting place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. That's not why we got up that morning. You know, we got there. We got the place we went to. We were like, oh man, it's just not really good. So let's see what else there is. I guess we'll just drive around and see if we can find anything. Like, sure enough, we come out at you know at a dam of all places, and just, yeah, I mean, just fire in the sky. So. You know, you never know what you're going to find if you just get out. Sometimes that, like, yeah. Or uh, like the time we went to the Smokies and we were trying to, you know, go <laughs> yes. go to the top of a mountain and then we just got a complete whiteout because of the 
Yeah, we were, we were the, just uh, below um, Clingman's Dome. Uh, we were just below Clingman's Dome, and I mean, it was just a solid whiteout. Yeah, you couldn't could, see nothing. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could. I mean, you could barely see across the parking lot. It was so thick. So we just decided to drive on into Cherokee, North Carolina. We ended up going to this waterfall down there, and it was. It's that's my favorite. I, it's my favorite photo from that area. I should. Yeah, say. I, it's one of the best waterfall shots. We've never had. imagined that something like that would have been right there. Like I would imagine a waterfall like that being like out. It was so somewhere. funny too because we got to we pulled up to the spot and I was like I don't know. It says it's not far really. Um, on the thing and then we get up there and it's just steps straight up oh like, god so many stairs we, 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 well then we like came to the first curve and there were still more steps and i was like oh my gosh how far you know how, how much is this and then like around the very next bend there's just this i mean it's 200 footer at least right i don't i don't know how high it was but it's yeah it was it was a massive it, it was it was well over 150 feet i would say i'm, I'm just i'm just guessing but it was huge, mm-hmm. and it, would, it had just rained. That's why all that fog had set in, and it was just awesome. I mean, it's one of, the, one of my favorite shots I've taken. You know, one of my favorite shots from last year is definitely my top five. So, Oh, for sure. And it was complete accident. Just because we woke up at 4 in the morning and drove down to the Smokies. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, uh, me and my buddy Wes got up, went to go to Fall Creek Falls a couple weeks back. We wake up at, uh, I think we left Somerset at 4, and we got down there and the gate was locked. <laughs> we had to wait till the sun came up before they unlocked it. Oh, man. So, so also research, you know, that's always helpful if you if I would have just researched. I'd been there. I've been there like three times. Though, and I'd never yeah. seen that gate actually locked. It, I mean, I know it said that the park closes at dark, but I didn't know they actually locked it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other places, you, all the other places you could go to. Yeah. Everything else is open except for the really, really cool one that you want to get sunrise over. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen to me in, in a few instances. See, uh, where I live up here in, uh, you know, basically near Covington, Kentucky, I'm all the way up north. Uh, there's a few spots where you can get some really awesome shots of Cincinnati. You know, you can get really cool skyline. But getting there at night is kind of tricky because there's just not a lot of places that allow you to be there at night. Um, there is a perfect overlook that gives you the entire cityscape, but it closes at dusk. Oh, and, yes. Yeah, and, you, you know, that. I drove up there one night and I get in the parking lot and I, and I started to grab my bag and everything and then I see this sign and it's like, you know, park closes at dusk. And it was like, you know, already like 10, 12 o'clock. I'm like, well, you know, I hate that because, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not going to break any laws or anything to just to get a, a photo. I feel like that, you know, that would be uh, bad on my part if I didn't respect the laws and rules of, you know, wherever I went. Mm-hmm. So I had to abandon that and then look around. And then I ended up going to Newport instead. And I went down to the levee uh, next to... <coughs> where the river boats launch and mm-hmm. I, I managed to find another shot that I wasn't expecting to take and I was the one with to, the uh, Ferris wheel that you got uh, the first time that Ferris wheel wasn't lit up or it wasn't moving I wasn't able to get a picture of it then uh-huh. but because I went that night and I don't even think I you saw where it was yeah I, I got a couple decent photos that I liked that I really enjoyed but because I knew of that area uh-huh. uh, and when I knew that that uh, little area with the Ferris wheel was operating. I was able to come back, and say, "Awesome! I know exactly where to get this. You know, I, I won't be just fumbling around trying to find my way to it. I'll know exactly where to go." 
and then I get out there and then boom, it's moving. I set my long exposure yeah. and I, I got some uh, I got some photos that I really, really enjoyed. I was really yeah, I happy the, with I what I came away the, with. There's one of those Ferris wheel shots. I think that's my favorite photo of yours because I mean, it's pretty. It's it's really, really good. And it's it's a perfect angle at it, and it just, you know, it's not something you get a photo of. All you know, that's a cool cityscape shot. Well, thanks, sure. man. I that appreciate was, that. that. Was yeah. I mean, you you don't get to see a whole lot of Ferris wheels in in general anywhere. So you know, it's yeah. it's really neat to, you know, be able to find a spot and see that. But you know, it just goes back to. You know, keeping that in the back of your head that maybe I won't get what I want today, but maybe I've laid a path to get something on a different day when conditions are better and I know more about what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, going back to, you know, inspiration, you know, I, I mainly draw inspiration just from other people, what I've seen, uh, what I've seen other people be capable of. And I've always felt that, you know, what one man can do, another man can do. You just got to put put the time and energy into it if you can sit down and and learn something you know you can teach yourself piano you can you know learn how to fix vehicles you can do just about anything as long as you're willing to sit down and just learn it yeah so that's it's you know the exact same with me in photography I always knew that I liked photography but I knew nothing about it I didn't know how to take good pictures all, all I knew was most cameras you just hit a button and then it'll it'll just take a picture of whatever's in front of it you know, it took a long time for me to really understand what you had to do to get what you wanted out of each shot. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's basically just what I kept in my mind the whole time. I know other people can do this, and I can see what they can do. As long as I keep working through it and keep learning and you know stay consistent with it, I can be almost as good. You know, at least as other people that I've seen. But it's not even that I'm trying to, you know, be better than anybody else. It's that I want to become a better version of myself that knows more, that, you know, has learned more, has more experiences. So when I see other people get out and do that, you know, that makes me want to attain that for myself as well. So that's why I enjoy, you know, being around people uh, that are motivated, that like to get out and learn new things, see new places, because, you know, to me, that's what makes me want to be active too. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, I, I feel like if I didn't surround myself with people like that and didn't interact with people that were constantly trying to better themselves, learn more, try new things, you know, I, I feel like it would be easy for me to just sit home and go, well, uh, yeah, I guess I'll play some video games, guess I'll watch a movie. Yeah. When I could be out, you know, just out seeing something that I'd never seen before. You yeah. Know. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a great. Oh, I just about ripped this thing. Um, <laughs> that's sorry. all right. We don't need microphones. We, we don't need <laughs> microphones. Um, that's that's very that's very good. Like that's a very good way to look at it too. Is that you know, as far as inspiration goes, I I, I really I like that point of view that, you know, it it gives you. You're inspired by people that do things and 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 go out and you know try to uh you know not just sit around and i think that's i think that's the because the reason i like that is because i it, i feel that the people that i'm inspired by are the are the the doers mm -hmm. you know they're you know they're not the people that sit around and trash people on you know for everything like everything you know i don't, I don't know how many people i know that like oh he's doing this now Pfft, it's never gonna work it's like you know maybe if you got behind him it might yeah you know uh so 
I'm, I'm very inspired by people that go out and do, even if they fail at everything, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's like me doing this podcast. This doesn't have to go anywhere for me to, I, you know, I tried. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to be better. I, I'm, every time I've done it, I've, I've understood what I've done wrong mm-hmm. in the past. I understand that, uh, you know, I have a hard time not interrupting people because I just get, I'm so excitable. <laughs> and, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like it's teaching me to learn and grow as a person, even if it's not for the podcast in the future. It's just going to help me, period, in conversation with human beings. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll shut up and listen, you know, because I know, because after hearing it over and over again, it's going to help me understand, you know, how I do talk to people sometimes. And sure. uh, it's uh, that, you know, I'm just really glad that we, that's, you know, that was brought up because it, that's pretty much me. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm inspired by too. It's just other, other people and the people that get out and go and they go do, do things and learn new stuff. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you can learn whenever you just try. Yeah. You know, just try. I mean, I'm always like, I've, I've never, I mean, I was a mechanic for seven years and I hate working on cars. Like, I was scared to death to do it without somebody around. You know, I just always thought I would screw stuff up. But as soon as that, you know, you know, find maybe, you know, maybe if somebody wants to get into something, you know, maybe find somebody that does it and, you know, don't be a weirdo, but see if you can, you know, they, they can help you out, you know, and, and yeah. try, try to learn stuff, something from somebody one-on-one. Even, even if you have to pay somebody. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you have to, you know, if you're trying to learn how to do photography, like maybe reach out to a local photographer and be like, hey, look, one day you're free, like, let me give you a hundred bucks and, Maybe you show me how to use a camera, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. there, there's there's so much that you can learn, and then you, as soon as you get her, you know, get somebody around, you you'll learn that like, oh, it's not it's, this isn't as scary. Whenever somebody that's around that knows how to do it, and um, that's if, if I was gonna like try to take something away from that is you know, don't be scared to go do something. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to. Oh know, yeah, you, you can't know. be afraid of failure. And don't and don't don't go out and, and think you got to get an image every time you do. You know, if you if you are. Yeah, a, you a can't great you can't let yourself get discouraged. I mean, I know for me, you know, uh, I've always struggled with anxiety, depression, things of that nature because, you know, that's that's just something that's been around uh, for years and years, and I've always coped with it by going out and trying to learn new things. It's not always the easiest thing in the world. I've been very fortunate to have a very supportive circle of friends uh, that you know understand that and also are very supportive to people learning new things, trying new things. So it was easy for me to get into photography because not only did I know you and other people that were already doing it, mm-hmm. so you know I was like, at least I know somebody that does it, I can ask questions. But, you know, I could get out there and try and fail and then have somebody say, well, here's how you could do it better. Here's here's what you could do differently. Mm-hmm. And to have, you know, positive people uplifting you and, you know, keeping you motivated, showing you what you can do to improve and be better and then tell you when you are getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, that's everything to me. So I would I would definitely say for anybody, you know, especially... If you're having a rough time in your life, you've got things that are troubling you, one of the best things you can do, even if it's not photography, is pick up something new, learn something. Mm-hmm. You know, teach yourself yeah. to do something or ask somebody to show you how to do it. If you want to mm-hmm. learn a, an instrument, if you want to figure out how to do carpentry, but uh, you know, I can definitely say photography for me was one of the best and most therapeutic things I've ever done because uh, getting out and going into nature and hiking, you know, that's awesome. You know, it's definitely good for 
clearing your mind and kind of, you know, disconnecting from, you know, all, all the things in the world that, you know, might be, might be affecting you negatively. But on top of that, to go out there, disconnect, you know, kind of get in a calmer state of mind and then be able to, um, you know, challenge yourself and take a picture of something and then come back with a product that you can be happy at with, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's only going to benefit you. That's only going to make you feel better about yourself. So I would definitely recommend to anybody, uh, if nothing else, go out and try. Go out, fail, get better, but never, you know, never focus on, you know, whether or not, you know, you got it right every time or you always came away with something. You always, you always got to look ahead and say, well, I'll get it next time. I got to be positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, there was, you said something <laughs> just then that was like, oh. Said a lot of somethings. Yeah, you said a lot of somethings. <laughs> um, I was just like focused in on it, like, oh, I've got to say something about that. But, you know, you know, observing someone doing things is so helpful. And, uh, I mean, for me, I don't know, maybe that's not for everybody. Oh, uh, it, it, I mean, that's how I learn a lot, too. i got to see somebody do it before I can do it. Yeah, and, and I th- one, of the, one of the good things about photography is whenever you go out and you do get something, even if it's not perfect, you at least have documentation that you know that you were you were doing these things, and I think that's I think that for me that is one of the great things about it is that whenever I do come up with a good image, it's like you know like the like the shot from on the you know in Cherokee, North Carolina when we went to like that has a story to me that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a bunch of those in my uh, in my work that you know that, like there's a whole lot of those photos that I, I have memories tied to now that. Sure. Never, I mean, hopefully, hopefully I never forget. You know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, as long as I'm in, uh, you know, that's why we take pictures. Good, yeah, as long, long as I'm in so good health. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> even if, even if something does happen to my health, somebody can be like, "Hey, do you remember this?" It's like, oh, let, yeah. me t- let me tell you about it because this is what happened, and it's a cool story for me to hear later on. Maybe <laughs> if anything bad does happen, you know, ho- hopefully I stay in good health. Um, so, what does the uh, what's the future look like? What's the what's what's your you have you have goals? You have a you have like a, any photography goals or Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, uh, within the coming year, I'm not sure, uh, what my work situation is going to be like because, uh, of course working in aviation, uh, it's inevitable, you know, things change. And if you want to move up, you usually have to move mm-hmm. at some point. So, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I could possibly be moving to a new area sometime within the next year, but whatever happens, whether I'm here or wherever I'm at, I definitely, want to get out and see some new places. I want to travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've done that a little bit this past year, but you know, it's all been within, you know, three or four hours of where I live. I, I definitely want to expand on that. So I don't know whether that's going to be maybe trying to take a road trip, you know, definitely get further out of my comfort zone with that, or maybe just try to pick a destination and fly somewhere. Um, I've got some, I've got some places picked out that I want to see someday. Um, Star Wars Canyon near uh, Nevada and California. Yeah, you know that looks, uh, that looks dope. That that is that's kind of a dream for me. Places like that. I mean, it's it's basically the American equivalent of the Mach Loop in England. So for anybody that doesn't uh, know what those two things are and it aren't a huge aviation nerd like me, uh, <laughs> that those are areas where the military. Uh, basically uses uh, canyons to teach their pilots, you know, low flying 
maneuvers. So that's that's where they go mm -hmm. to to train pilots to fly close to the ground. Yeah. But what's cool about that because there's you know mountains and ridge lines that you can go to. Uh, civilians can go to certain areas and they can take pictures of them as they pass. You mm -hmm. might see a fighter jet, you might see a cargo plane, uh, you can see a, a lot of cool stuff. So that that would combine, you know, two things that I love: photography and aviation. Of course, my my first love has always been aviation. So anytime I'm able to get out and uh, take pictures of planes, like when they're landing at airports and stuff like that, of course I always really enjoy that. So I want to go to more air shows. Um, definitely want to go to more air shows this summer if nothing else just to enjoy you know being around aviation and and seeing planes fly and stuff like that i always get into that but aviation photography is uh it's very different from what i started out with landscape photography uh you know you're setting down a tripod you're taking long exposure pictures uh, it's very static you've got time to think Yes. Aviation photography, what little I've done is night and day. You are having to figure out ways to track your subject as it's moving through space. You are uh -huh. shooting at much higher shutter speeds because you're shooting at higher shutter speeds. You have to make sure that you have more light. Mm -hmm. I've had uh, instances where I've tried to do aviation photography kind of in the morning uh, where there's a little bit less light mm -hmm. and if you don't shoot fast enough the image is blurry but if you shoot faster it comes out dark so you you yeah. gotta you gotta learn to balance that as well yeah so, if you don't have a crazy ISO mm -hmm. handling you know uh, or a camera that can handle high ISO I guess that's the better way to say it um it, it definitely has challenges I mean that's, oh, yeah. that's definitely uh oh it's definitely a a thing that I would I would I would love to do but it's it's probably it's seems very hard i don't it doesn't seem like it's a very easy yeah it's uh, a, and not that that's why i do photography for it to be easy i'm just saying that it uh it would definitely it definitely bring challenges for sure yeah and that that's one of the reasons why i want to do it because i know that would challenge me to you know think on my feet more learn you definitely got to know your gear if you're going to do that because mm -hmm. um you know when you're shooting things that are moving even even if it's not you know cars or planes or something like that if you're shooting people on a street side you know yeah. if you're if you're trying to take pictures of pets you know yeah. you you've got to be quick with what you're doing otherwise you you're going to miss opportunities mm -hmm. so i think that is something that would definitely help me grow as a photographer uh in addition to just having some cool experiences and going out and seeing you know new things uh, challenging challenging yourself with new styles of photography is something that I definitely want to do more of. So far I've I've shot mainly landscape, I've done astro, and a little bit of aviation photography, which are all things I really enjoy. But there's so much more that I haven't done yet that I think if I would just get out and try, you know, I might get a little bit better, might add a little more to my repertoire of what I'm able to do with my camera. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, I've just put me in a position to experience more out of life and and come with come away with some more stories so maybe i might uh try to travel to some cities and stuff and you know just try to do some street photography try to take mm -hmm. some pictures of people you know but uh other than that uh definitely want to travel more and by travel i mean i want to be new places i'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna hate it on the way there but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh my goal at some point maybe not within the next year but definitely further on uh one of my bucket list items is to see japan uh -huh. i've always been fascinated with japan i've always you know loved their culture 
and uh, I think there are some areas out there like Hawaii uh, are just amazing and completely unique to the to the area. You're just not going to see stuff like that here. So unless I'm willing to get on a plane and spend the time in the air and go out there, you know, I'm I'm just going to be missing out. Yeah. Yeah, Japan definitely has a couple. It has more than a couple. <laughs> it has a ton of places that would be super awesome. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, it, Mount, Mount Fuji is in Japan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mount Fuji Dude, definitely Mount, Mount Fuji, there's some, like there's this thing that happens at Mount Fuji where the, the clouds. The just, cloud halos, yeah. Oh, my. Like to see that? I don't even care about taking a photo. I mean, I would. But <laughs> I'd have to take a picture, but yeah, yeah just to, to see it with just your own to, eyes. Just to, like if, if I just got warped there in time just to see it, I, would, I mean, that's one of those things that you see and it's just like, what? What is Especially whenever they like you catch it with the sunrise and it's like solid pink too on top of it. It's just yeah. Uh, there, there was a I cannot remember the guy's name. I watched a whole series he did in Japan, um, and I I would say his name if I could remember it, but I cannot. Um, and that happened while he was there, and he has it on film, and I was just like, oh my goodness, what? <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible to see. And then that. I looked up Mount Fuji, and I realized like it happens quite a bit. I mean, it's oh, not yeah. like it's not like an everyday occurrence, but I'm you know it's. It's yeah, not. It's, fairly it's not common. that uncommon. Uh, just ridiculous. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever I say epic, those, those are the things. I, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that happening. Um, yeah, to see that, and then you know, on top of going out and seeing something like that, and having you know new subjects to take pictures of, you know, I've never been out of the country before. Uh, mm-hmm. Technically, you know, in high school, we we took a class trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, that's that's me. That that doesn't really count for me. Hawaii's you know? so much farther away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Hawaii might as well have been a different another, country, yeah, but still, it was yeah. no, you know, yeah. it was an English-speaking area. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't have to take any extra steps to get around or anything. I pretty much you know knew how to get around and wasn't that difficult. Now you go to a place like Japan, that's another challenge in of itself. You yeah. know, I I would be in a place that did not speak my language. I would have no idea where anything was. So, you know, in addition to just having the opportunity to see some cool things, I feel like that's that's another thing that uh, can challenge me as a person. Just getting out, going to a place I've never been before, and just, you know, figuring out how to go there. Of course, I, I would love it. If I could go there with somebody else, but of course, you know, way schedules are and everything. <laughs> getting it's, someone to go that yeah, far away. Getting so. somebody to sit on a 20-hour flight and, you know, listen to you snore. You yeah. know, it's, you know. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it does. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I know it's one of those things. Oh, well, I, I just, <laughs> oh, yeah, because you would mess with me. You'd be like, man, so you know if this happens, <laughs> we're going in the ocean. Yep. Uh, but... <laughs> I don't know for something like that if uh you know if anybody wants to give me the money to go to japan um you know because you know, this podcast <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Is, this podcast is so good uh, <laughs> uh I, that that does i do want to go out of the country soon um i do want to uh there, there's definitely some there's definitely places i want to go first I, like i said i have a i want to drive to alaska that, that is something that i mm-hmm. really want to do um I think I've said that on a couple podcasts now. I'm sorry for just keep saying it over and over again. But <laughs> that's what you're gonna get. I'm sorry. Um, and after that, that, I think that I think that's my that's my goal for now. To first, I think, and then after that, I think that I'm you know I want to go to uh, 
I don't know. I want to go to Ireland or Scotland or oh yeah, that'd be uh, beautiful. Some you know, some European. I would love to go to Norway and Sweden. I mean, I'm oh yeah, or Iceland. School, yeah, I'm an I'm an old school metal. I would like to go to Iceland. I want it to chill out though. Yeah, I, it's it's a little overcrowded right now yeah, with, and I, with I don't, photographers. And I, and I don't mean that people shouldn't do it. I, it's it's awesome. Uh, I really want to go to the Faroe Islands. Um, that is kind of in between Iceland and Ireland, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, little bitty, tiny speck on the map, but it is, you know, ridiculous. But it's uh, I'm, I don't think it's as bad as Iceland, but it's you know, it's getting to be where every YouTuber. Yeah. goes there and I mean I understand why it's ridiculous I mean I would too if I had the opportunities but it's starting um, to turn a, a Mesa Arch kind of situation yeah I just feel like I've seen that one slanted uh, island with the whole, with the arch in the bottom of it just I, I've seen it so much now and I mean I would love to take a photo of it I'm just jealous uh, <laughs> I'm not really talking crap about them here I just you know I just feel like yeah you know those places are being shot to death I'd like to go to something uh, tell you some, somewhere that uh, uh, one of the guys I followed went was uh, Greenland yeah, and that was awesome because it's wilderness. Uh-huh. I mean, uh huh. Yeah, it's just a big frozen tundra. Yeah, they they actually got uh, <laughs> um, they actually got took in by a boat, and but like with Greenland, like uh, I'm pretty sure there's polar bears there. So, oh yeah, seems seems sketchy, but just but a I, but, bit. but you know you just you gotta if if you're gonna go to those places, you just have to take the right precautions. It's not like you just can't not do things because of stuff like that. You just you know. You got to put up, you know, at camp, you just got to put up, you know, bear things. You know, there's, there's like the, I don't, have you seen those? Like the, there's uh-uh. a guy named, he, he has a series, his name's Martin Hilmner, I think. And he sits up camp and he literally, he, it's, it's like an electric fence he puts up around his camp, but it's just got like shotgun shells. Oh, that, like, like the that, bear like, bangers? Yeah, like yeah. bear bangers. Yeah, I guess that's what they're called. But like you actually put it through a fence. So if they walk through it, it goes off and you, it should give you time to get a gun. <laughs> Yeah. It should run them off, but if they keep coming, you should have time to get a gun, you know. And that's, uh, uh, I was just like, I saw that and I was like, this guy is committed. Yeah. To... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm kind of, in, I'm kind of in the same boat there too. I think that, I mean, I, I told you, you actually said something on, uh, on my story the other day. I, you asked me what my, my goals for 2020 were, and I was like, man, just more travel. I don't yeah. know, I don't know where I'm going to get to, but that's my, I just want to go somewhere, um, my absolute goal for 2020, I'm going to go to the Great Sand Dunes National Park unless something terrible happens to me. That is that that is my that is my goal for, yeah, that's for a, this year. That's a good sure. place to go for sure. I'd love oh, to see man. it. I just, I don't, sand, just to shoot huge sand dunes just looks, I mean, it just looks awesome. Uh, um, like that, that is something that, I mean, I've told, you know, me and Andrea have talked about it. And I was like, look, this is where I want to go. I want to spend a few days there. I don't care. I don't care if it's the only place I go. Because, you know, this last year we went out uh, for 17 days, and I saw a lot of stuff, a lot of awesome stuff. But I didn't get to spend any, like, like good time in any of them. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a couple of days, but I still don't think that that's – and I don't – like, Sand Dunes National Park isn't this massive park that you need a lot of time. But I just want to give myself plenty of time in case, like, case i get there and there's not good light for a couple days i want to i really want to come away with like that's one of my i want to come away with a good image from that place Mm -hmm. or you know i'd obviously i'd like to come away with multiple good images but that's uh that's one of my that's if i was going to say an absolute this is definitely something i'm going to do this year that is that is one of them do you have any absolutes like i'm gonna go here this year (laughs) 
Uh, that's hard to say because <laughs> just given the nature of my work and everything, it's it's kind of hard to plan that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go to an air show somewhere. So I will, I will be doing more aviation photography for sure. Uh, I would love to see Oshkosh because that's, you know, that's basically the uh, biggest air show in the world. Yeah. And you can see just about everything you'd ever want to see as a as an aviation nerd there. Uh-huh. It's just it's such a big event. You know the idea of getting getting out there and going through the seas of people to get in. I'm just not sure if I'm ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. But for other events that are closer, you know, of course you've always got you know Louisville, Dayton put on mm-hmm. air shows every year. So you've got more options for that. But for sure, I will be I will be doing more aviation photography somewhere mm-hmm. and then uh, well at least if you go to something like that I know I know it's a lot like a crowd of people you gotta fight and all this stuff but it's a lot of like-minded individuals which is oh yeah, I always yeah. find you know if you were gonna go if you're into something going to something like that like you think it's gonna be this big hassle but usually when you get there it's like I mean these people are all here for the same reason I am so this is pretty you know yeah usually if you park up a random conversation with someone it's about something you know that's usually a decent conversation because they're all there for the same reasons Mm -hmm. yeah the the thing with Oshkosh is that's a whole week-long thing so I think I would I would hate it if I went there only got to see a day or two of it and Mm -hmm. then you know I'm I'm seeing like pictures and videos of the days I didn't get to see you know Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be kicking myself with with Oshkosh um all of the surrounding areas and even the campgrounds there are booked up almost a year in advance every year so it's if you're going to go out there and get the whole experience from that particular event you you got to put a lot of planning into it and that's that's just something i haven't i haven't really set myself to task to yet um but if i get to a point where i'm making a little more money and i've got like a week of vacation say saved up to dedicate to that but yeah, that's that's another bucket list item for me yeah. at some point within the next year. Probably not, but uh, there is there is going to be a day when I will see the Oshkosh event, and I'll probably be there the whole week. So that should be uh, that should be a pretty good time. It's just right now is not uh, not very uh, realistic for me at the moment because that's I mean that's an undertaking. Whether you go with one person. Or five people like that's that's a hard event to get into. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That uh, you know, things like that, big events like that. Whenever you're gonna plan to go do something like you know, it's uh, it, that that can be be a little daunting to to think about how much planning it takes to mm-hmm. to go. That's uh, I think that that was one reason for my decision this year. Just kind of like, oh, man, I'd really just drive to one spot. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just planning, you know, there was so much stress involved, and you know, because we took so many people and had to plan so many campsites. And now, after I've been out there, I'm like, I don't even, you know, there's so many places you can just camp for nothing mm-hmm. out in places. So that I think the that is less stressful to me than, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather you know have to just wing it as to just stress about where I'm gonna go and stay and all this stuff. So yeah. Um, um, well, Beard, it's uh, been a great conversation, I think. Oh, yeah. I had actually absolutely enjoyed talking to you as we've... Uh, oh, yeah, always uh, a pleasure. Yeah, it was... Uh, um, I think there was 
think we talked about a lot of stuff. I think there's a lot of good information. I think that that was, um, I think hopefully somebody, you know, if there's hopefully somebody can come away with something good there. I, <laughs> I know it's, uh, I was, my, my brain locked up a couple times on me. Yeah, well, I mean, that I just, happens. <laughs> it, it does to me way too often. Um, but uh, maybe, um, like, I, I think I'm going to be putting these out in kind of season ish episodes so maybe okay. um maybe we go do something cool and maybe you go somewhere awesome and i can have you back on and you can talk about a whole experience next time possibly that's kind of oh yeah i'd love to that's my goal is to have people on and have uh you know talk to you get to know you that way if we do it again i can just be like hey look if you want to get to know him maybe go back and learn a little bit of his background in this but if you you know if you do something you know you go to some rad's thing like oshkosh and you you do spend a week <laughs> You know, it'd be super cool to talk about it, you know, and talk mm-hmm. about the, you know, the yeah. challenges of the photography there and the, uh, you know, what was great, what was terrible, what was, you know, because, you know, maybe somebody listened super interested in that. And I, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here to just listen to any kind of story about it. So I'm uh, hopefully, hopefully in the future, that's hopefully, you know, I get sponsored by Sony and Nikon and <laughs> because yeah, of how but- awesome my podcast is and I just get all kinds of money and that's all I get to do anymore. So. Yeah. Hey, you got to start somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to have the, the dream. Got to start at the bottom with, you know, having all three major camera companies sponsor <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Man, it was great talking to you. Uh, yeah, hope, great talking hope, to you too, buddy. Hopefully we'll do it again. And this is us signing off. Thanks for listening.